when I was in radio, I had my own show, you know, buy, sell, or trade, where people would call in. It was the yard sale of the airwaves. That's what I <laughs> called it, trying to make it as much fun as possible. And then I had to do hours of interviews. I would interview heating and cooling people. I would interview financial people. I would interview chiropractors and just people after people after people that would buy the time and you would have to make heating and cooling exciting for an hour. And you're interviewing people that give one word answers and there's no visual. And it's not always the easiest thing to do. Now, of course, everybody's like, ah, oh, any idiot can talk into a microphone. Well, I am proving it to you now. But there is a finesse to it. I've always said seven seconds is a long time to go when you have absolutely nothing to say. And I'll never forget the one time I was interviewing these people. And it was obvious that it was a scam. But the salespeople were so happy that they sold the hour. God forbid if Christy has a free hour and she can just go on and ask people to call in and ask whether you brush your teeth in the shower when you're, when you're getting ready in the morning or brush them at the sink, which, by the way, got us our most phone calls ever. They were still going on after we went off the air. Stupid little things like that because, you know, Every now and then you get tired of political questions. You get tired of, is uh, you know, I don't have a, a home health plan that's going to help me if I need it. And I have to get it now for my child because God forbid if they have some illness and in later years they won't qualify for getting home health care in their home. I mean, every Saturday I was in a frantic scare because I didn't have enough life insurance. I desperately tried to turn my mortgage into financial gains. Then I didn't have my heating and cooling system tuned up just right. I mean, it was, and then I didn't have you know, somebody coming in to take care of me when I was going to turn 50, 60, 70 years old or whatever. Who knew that all this stuff was going to happen and I was going to lose my job? But every Saturday I was in a panic because I had to interview these people. And although I was happy because it was my one day, I got to be on the air without having to be the co to anyone which was nice. It was my day, and I wasn't playing second fiddle to anybody, and I didn't have to jump when asked to make them look good. So I loved my Saturdays, even doing these interviews, but they were grueling. They really were grueling. I mean, you tried to turn a heating and cooling company or a financial guy into an hour conversation with commercial breaks. It's just really, really hard. And the one time that I was doing the scam and I realized these people didn't even, it was the buck stop here. That's what it was. That's what they were called. The buck stop here. And that's how they gave me the piece of paper to introduce them. And I sure, I sure was uh, 
I, I know that I'm not so eloquent when it comes to proper grammar and things like that, but I knew in my heart of hearts that it was the buck stops here, but it was how they insisted that I introduce them. And so that's how I did. And it was all about how this $1, this one buck would stop here. <laughs> I understood their premise, but their concept made no sense. And I realized in the course of the interview that it was a scam and I was sitting here having to promote these people for the salespeople that were making money hand over fist as I'm interviewing them, getting paid my hourly wage. So things like that made me not want to do interviews anymore because I had to do these interviews. But the funny thing happened along the way with this little illness. I got to start a podcast and I can do whatever the heck I want to do. And what I want to do is share my story and my life with you in hopes that maybe you can relate in hopes that maybe you'll understand. Like right now, I'm having to push my left side down because it's pulling. It's pulling. And if I want to have a little bit longer time up in the day, I have to remember. <laughs> Those adhesions, I know. But hopefully... I'll find people that understand what I'm going through and they can share things with me and vice versa. And I'm real excited because I get to choose the people that I interview. I find people on the Facebook group sometimes and then I ask, you know, hey, if anybody wants to share their story, please do. And I'm lucky and fortunate enough that people contact me. I'm <laughs> very grateful. So please do. And they're wonderful interviews as far as I'm concerned because I'm trying to give you the opportunity to tell your story, to share something that has helped you that you can't do in a Facebook group. There's limitations, there's rules, and it's kind of hard to just turn a Facebook post when everybody's posting about my rib just popped out or I have this horrible rash or how do you get rid of these palpitations in your heart? And then you post, because I feel odd and feel awkward doing it. Please follow me on Spotify. And if you have a story to tell, please do. But there is a method to my madness. I want to give people the opportunity to come on and say, you know, this is what I've done to make myself feel better. And I dedicate the entire episode to this person. They're coming on to share their story. They're coming on to share something that has helped them, perhaps made them better. And they want to share it with you. Or they just want to tell their story and just get it out. And we have an hour to do so, sometimes a little bit longer. And you don't get that freedom in a Facebook post. And unless you have your own page where you can do it and people are following you, sometimes you just can't reach the people. And sometimes it's really difficult to put down on paper what it is you're feeling and want to share. So I'm excited when I get to bring individuals to AWOL Zebra to share their story. And this next individual 
I didn't realize. I'm honored that she took the time to talk with us. Mel Gurry, I, she, we, I told you about those block people, those block therapy people that, you know, I did the one post and then all of a sudden I just had inundations of, is that a word, of uh, people, you know, wanting to be my friend and this, that, and the other. And one person messaged me and they had the power to sell me the blocks. They had the power to talk me into block therapy and they did just the opposite. They shared their story with me via a message in Messenger and was like, you know, I don't know if it's the way you need to go. I think you could possibly do this. And it wasn't anything she was selling. It wasn't anything she was going to make money of. She just came to me just like I've been blessed to have an EDSPT that specializes in voices, Amy. Uh, and we're going to talk more about her later. And then Kay Meyer, the speech therapist who also has EDS. I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful that these individuals have contacted me. And I'm so grateful that Mel Gurry has now joined the fold of the AWOL Zebra group. I'm making us a, a group. I'm making us a group. Yes. We don't always have to be the illness. We can have positivity around it. And this woman exudes positivity, Mel Gurry. I just love the fact that we met and that she contacted me with no ulterior motives. And you know I have an aversion to people trying to make money off of me. So I'm so grateful that she took the time to share her story with us. And I'm excited for you to hear all about Mel Gurry. And she'll be on again. But please, enjoy this interview with Mel Gurry. And I'm really thankful she took the time to join us on AWOL Zebra. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. And if you have a story to tell and would like to be a part of AWOL Zebra, please send me a message. Let's get you on. So, without further ado, an I Love Lucy fan herself and a woman with positivity to share. I'm real excited she took the time to join me. Mel Gurry on AWOL Zebra. Hey there, Christy Lynn Hanchi, AWOL Zebra. Oh, Zebra. So I look forward when we have a guest come on the show. Now, this lady, I'm very excited to discuss a lot with. We met via the Block Therapy Community Facebook group. And you know I've been sharing about block therapy. And my husband joked about making blocks. And I think it's a really cool little thing to do. And if you can do it, do it. Just like my Ashley Black Tools. If you can do it and get relief, go for it. But you know how economical, how cheap I am. Bottom line, how cheap. I am, and I hate spending money. And when I met this woman, I thought we were kindred spirits, and I want to welcome to AWOL Zebra, Mel Gurry. Hello, how are you today? Good morning. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I, I'm, I'm so happy that you 
took the opportunity to join me. Now, you yourself suffer, just like us, uh, many of us, with EDS, correct? Correct. Okay. And I think there are several shows that we can do discussing so many things that will help other people about your diagnosis and, and things that you went through. But today, I thought, if you don't mind, I, I would love to focus, because when we were having our, our, our pre-interview chat, which actually just turned into a conversation between old friends is what it felt like, honestly, <laughs> uh, you you pretty much brought up, I think, what is it, your exact words, you know, the air is free. Or breathing is free. Correct. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's our show right there. So let's just kind of, I guess, talk about what what it is that you mean by that. Because you, you are, you know, you have done things like I have spent money on lots of modalities to get yourself better. Why is it you are kind of at the forefront and you're kind of along with me if we can figure out how to do it and share it and it be for free, (laughs) you want to do it. And I've always loved things that are free or simple. Um, You know, I'm I'm 53 and from my early 20s, I loved natural medicine, natural cures. I'm not anti-science. I do see doctors and um, I do think that the medical side is very valid and necessary. However, if I can heal myself and feel better um, with garlic or onions or um, natural foods that I might have in my kitchen, I fell in love with natural home remedies. And along the way, as I was learning about herbology, I started to see some concerns and complications such as there, some are very expensive. So if you're looking up a remedy and you might see a variety of herbs that you don't have anywhere around you, or um, you can't get your hands on them because, you know, for whatever reason, accessibility, or you may have a medical medical condition and you're taking medicines that may be contraindicative to taking an herb. They may be simply unsafe for you. Um, and not everybody has the means or the energy even to go see a proper herbologist or naturopath or some of the other qualified people who could guide you um, mm-hmm. in taking those properly, right? So I ran into those complications with um, family members as I was learning about herbs and seeing that some herbs, such as nettle, if you're on Coumadin, may not be the best herb to take. It may... Um, you know, take, it may be, cause complications with the Coumadin and the blood thinning. Really? So that might, yeah, that might not be a good idea. Okay. So um, through that was, you know, a little bit frustrating in that, you know, that herbs are such a good, powerful healing and natural cures, but you have to also be well-educated and informed. So somewhere along the way, as I have been an energy healer throughout my life, I started to think maybe we could just connect to those medicinals, what if we could just invoke for them simply? They're invisible energy, you know, the invisible energies and the healing energies and properties of colors and um, frequencies and vibrations. There's so much out there on how to heal yourself naturally. And I'm always looking at how can someone who doesn't have the means, the money or the access simply heal themselves? 
either through um, proper water and you know, water and what can you do to your water to make it healthier if you can't even get a filtration system in your house um, and natural foods and cures. So through all of that, I started just simply invoking. And when I talk about energy, I would like your listeners to know you can tune in however you want to. It doesn't matter your religion or your belief system or what you pray to. Um, you just simply can invoke for it. You don't have to do anything other than that. You can, you know, go deeply into tuning into your soul, invoking for your soul or your divine healing beings and guides or your angels or your God or whatever you feel comfortable with is what you would want to apply to anything that I would say in this discussion. Okay. So when I say air is free, an example of this would be if you've been outside and have noticed tiny, brilliant dots in the sky on a blue, sunny day. Have you ever noticed that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. So those um, are vitality globules, right, in the air. Really? Okay, I did not know that. Okay. (laughs) So if you haven't, what you want to do is, um, here in Connecticut, it's raining, so um, it's not possible. But if you're in an area or on a day and you want to give it a try, On a sunny day, you put the sun towards your back and you just let your eyes relax and look out into the blue sky. And you should see these tiny little, um, I call them vitality globules. They just move um, in many directions in the sky. And so when people are talking about, you know, chi and prana and getting fresh air, that's why. And that is free and that is healing. Wow. Okay. I did. Well, because, because I have been looking because I, I do, I have an aversion to individuals talking with me, sharing their life with me. And then all of a sudden wanting like 29 95, you know, I, I, I (laughs) yeah, I, I hear you with that. (laughs) I'm like, no, I don't like that. So uh, I looked into what earthing or grounding and things like that. Is this essentially on a on a similar uh, playing field? Sure. Yeah, okay. sure. So the earth vibration, and you know, I would add that um, you want to be in fresh air. So unfortunately, my neighborhood it's very heavily pesticides, herbicides, anything that kills things is being sprayed. Um, right. It's the fall, and so when I go on a walk. I also have some, uh, I've never been diagnosed with uh, MCAS, mast cell activation syndrome. However, I do have reactions to a variety of things, including chemicals and pesticides in the air. So when I'm walking, I try not to walk by those areas or walk in the middle of the road if I can, or go to a nature spot. Um, So if you're going to practice anything that I'm saying and really try to heal yourself, you wanna be in a clean environment. So in the forest or in a nature field, or if you're lucky enough to have a yard without pesticides or chemicals, then that would be ideal. Standing outside and just feeling your feet on the ground and breathing that energy, um, I believe what it does, and and, and I'm also not um, well-educated on the proper terminology of, um, and I should be because it's a very simple concept, but when you're standing on the ground, it can neutralize, it, it regulates your nervous system. Right. And if you're on technology a lot, it can 
regulate your nervous system and remove that static energy. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I was, I, I've, I've been told by different people, my postural restoration therapist says we were not meant to be barefoot. You have to have this $120 tennis shoe. And then you speak to someone else that is referencing what you have been. And they're like, we're not meant to not feel what's beneath our feet. You know, like we're supposed to, you know, to feel the ground, to, to feel the energy and things like that. So, I mean, you can, you can get two different ends right. of people's philosophies, but in all honesty, when just for giggles and grins, I said, okay, because I have to do everything. And, and we discussed this. I'm like, I do stupid. So you don't have to. I agree. Um, I do it too. I'll, and I will share that. <laughs> so outside and I was barefoot and I was walking and of course I had to step in a hole and that isn't good for us and I'm like okay this isn't good no no balance here but I did notice that I felt more I think I call it my kinesthesia but I know most people say mm-hmm. procreate but I think kinesthesia sounds prettier if we're going to have something mm-hmm. let's make it more fun mm-hmm. sure. I honestly did feel that I felt literally more grounded I felt like I could feel my body more when I was barefoot outside walking on gravel then walking on grass and then going to sand is that because is is it is it not so much that I'm away from technology just the fact that my feet are now actually able to feel what they normally can't when they're inside of a shoe I think that's probably true. And I think that both the other sides can also be true. I think that um, being barefoot and being outside has so many benefits and also having the proper shoe that fits you if you have a certain condition at certain times is also necessary. Um, I recently last year had a fallen arch. I had had um, foot surgeries on uh, my left foot. I had a bunionette, I had a ganglion. And when they removed the ganglion, they cut to the bottom of my foot. So I had a lot of fascial adhesions in there, stuck in between the bones, and I had been working on that. And all of a sudden, after working on it for a few years, it collapsed, the arch. Oh. So my manual therapist suggested um, orthotics, and I did that for six months. And it got me out of the numbness and the pain. And so I think that was valid. Yet, uh, I also have Pilates teacher training and background in postural standing and that sort of thing. Ball rolling, if anyone's familiar with rolling a ball under your foot, can also have that same um, wonderful feeling of waking up the fascia, releasing tension. And to me, from my own experience, feels a little similar to going outside. So if I can't go outside and I do some ball rolling, it kind of wakes up the feet and they feel alive, can release some tension. So I, I just wanted to say with that orthotics, it, over time, after those six months or so, I lost all feeling and strength in my left foot. And I started to feel off balance and I couldn't feel the ligaments anymore. I couldn't activate them. I couldn't activate the arch. So I kind of lost all of that. And I had some of that prior to the orthotic. So I had to work hard in doing 
um, exercises with the feet that are simple. If you have a ball, you can do and, you know, activating that arch, a variety of, you know, all kinds of techniques to get the feeling back in my foot and the strength. That, no, that is because I am, am working on coming up with my own path to treatment where I, where I plan on taking a little bit from every therapist before they gave me an exercise that destroyed my body. And I do have this exercise and it's from, I think it's from, from, uh, I, I don't know if it's life or it's, it's a, like an aerobics program and I forget what they're doing now, but they're now into, to fascial work, but it's where you work on your feet, where you put your fingers between your toes on both sides, you run your hand down the arch, mm-hmm. uh, you roll the ball. You know what I'm talking yes. about? Yes. And um, yeah, you can take your index finger, middle finger and gently slide it between the toes and breathe and hold for, you know, three to five seconds without, you know, too much force or tension in your body while you're doing that. Go through each toe and then stand and just activate the arches and that okay. will start to release those adhesions. But that that's one of the techniques I did. And that really brought that arch back. Wow. Okay. Okay. Because when you were talking like a bunions and things like that, I, I have not experienced bunions, but I have a friend that has bunions and with the fascia plasters, she has actually gotten rid and decreased the size of her bunion because it's really just fascia pulling the bone out. Right. And I wish I had known, you know, I was only 18 and nine. I had both sides done, both um, uh, bunionettes. So on the outer part of the foot. And yeah, now that I know what I know, I I look back and I thought, geez, you know, I wish I knew that back then, but, um, you know, I didn't. So (laughs) it's given you the power to, and this is what I, I love about connecting with you is that you've been through it and now you you're not just saying, oh, only do this. You actually see both sides to the situation. Yeah. Uh, I think the key, Christy, is to not be fanatical, right? Right. Yes. And I try to not be fanatical about anything um, and not feel as though any one thing is going to be the thing because we all know that we're all unique. We all have different problems. There's not one therapy. There's not one um, diet. There's not, I can't say, oh, you know, you have to eat organic grass-fed meat or you have to eat a vegan diet. Um, I've done all kinds of diets (laughs) and some have worked (laughs) for a variety of reasons, but I've adapted and changed my diet over the years according to what I felt like my body needed and according to, you know, what was happening in the moment. So I think that adaptability and ability to also I like to listen to what other people are doing because I learn from them and you never know. Sometimes if you're not a meat eater, you might need to be a meat eater, right? I don't know. Um, I was vegetarian from 21 years on and went in and out of vegan diet, macrobiotic diet, juicing, raw foods only, um, primarily on a vegetarian diet. And then I started adding wild caught salmon and I feel better. Ah, okay. So, yeah, I think it's just being open to what works. And I hope to just offer some tips to people so that 
my my goal is really to spark some creativity inside of everyone else. And I hope that the things that I share and the words that I say will allow people to take off in whatever direction they need to, to heal themselves. I love, I, I love that. And I, I tell you, I, that, that's exactly what I, I, I want people to get from the podcast. It, I get, when I get messages from individuals and they share their stories with me, I get ideas. Uh, like one listener soaks in, a, in an ice bath when she's listening, uh, you know, and I, mm-hmm. and I get, you know, other individuals giving me little ideas. So walk us through what um, would, would that be good? Can we start there? Like sure. walk us through what you did this morning. What is it that you did that cost no money? That is something you could do that is adaptable in anyone's lifestyle. So this morning I did do things that cost a little bit of money, I must say, because I wake up and I like to have coffee. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. That's okay. You gotta have I have to have my soda pop. So I'm yeah. okay. <laughs> and I, you know, just to share briefly on that alone, um, because there's so many things across the board. Coffee's bad, don't drink coffee or drink coffee because coffee is good because it'll give you a little of this, that, the other thing. Um, I've gone across the board and my current pattern is a pretty high maintenance drink. I mix Tecachino. Uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce it correctly. I've been drinking it for years and I still know how to pronounce it correctly. It's T-E-E-C-C-I-N-O. It's an okay. herbal coffee. It's gluten free and it doesn't have caffeine. And I started mixing that. For me, I had POTS symptoms. Um, so the rapid heart and the swings up and down and dysautonomia for my body, I needed to wean off of caffeine. And so that was a good alternative for me. And I slowly lean, weaned myself off of caffeine. Okay. But that's expensive. So I started mixing that with some decaf coffee. Um, and then I also started adding in some Don Kwai is a female herb that will help to balance the hormones. So that's like a new recent thing I started doing in the last week. Um, so this morning being coffee day, uh, it's national coffee day or something. And I saw that when I woke up, um, as a headline and I decided to have a tiny bit of caffeine. And so preparing for this, I realized that just that half of cup of mixed one half teaspoon in with my decaf coffee um, caused me to feel like, you know, the caffeine was a little too much. So then I Uh went to my. (laughs) Are you there? Oh no, she must've been too caffeinated. Have we lost you Mel? I'm waiting. I don't hear her. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna get a laugh out of this. She's she the the absolutely love it. I have been laughing because I was like the caffeine gods have spoken. They don't want me. <laughs> so we have you back. I loved it. I was like, oh no, oh no, the caffeine's taken over. Maybe it was too much. <laughs> we have lost her. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I keep all of this in Mel because as I say, 
you cannot edit in real life and we live in real life and things are so miserable for some of us and we're bedridden that it's nice to have a laugh every once in a while. <laughs> it is. Sometimes the base bloopers are, are the greatest joy, right? Most definitely. So <laughs> we're we're back to, I think maybe you need to step back from that little bit of caffeine. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so you mix the caffeine in, you realize it was a little bit, you know, too much. So take us back to where we were. <laughs> sure. So before I start my day, I like to have tea or herbal coffee, whatever I'm having. And that's just my way to kind of wake up a little bit. Um, and I do meditate pretty much every single day. And I like to sit down with a hot cup of tea. I open up the window and make sure I have fresh air. I don't care. 365 days a year. I always open up the window, um, make sure I'm comfortable with, you know, if it's cold outside, then you know, I have a sweatshirt on and I still just open up the window. You want that fresh air, even in the wintertime, to come in. As we mentioned, the air vitality is outside. So you want to bring that fresh air in. And I like to do that every morning, crack all my windows in my house and just kind of let that fresh air come in. Minus those days are extremely humid because I don't do great in humidity. And in that case, I just crank up the AC and Maybe I'll put some essential oils on or in the air or whatever I have. I have um, incense that sometimes I like to do. Occasionally, I'll stage the house down. It's a really good feng shui to have fresh air and fresh um, things in the air that can help you breathe better. Okay. So if you can think of a house that um, maybe is very stressed or there's just a lot of tension in the air, as they say. So this is a great way to naturally cleanse your house is just by opening up the windows, um, maybe lighting an unscented candle, something without chemicals and toxins in it. You don't wanna be bringing that back into the air as you're trying to cleanse the air. Um, so that's something that I do every day as I declutter my house and before I sit down to do any kind of meditation visualization. Some mornings I will do body work and start with that, or I'll start with some simple body movements. It'll depend on what is going on in my body that day. How much energy do, energy do I have? Do I feel inspired to sit and actually do a meditation? So that's kind of my deciding factor when I start the day. And when you say body work, like like I'm factoring in and I'm working on corrective uh exercises for my posture and working on trying to get my left side to work in in mm -hmm. conjunction with my right side as far as my, my diaphragm and my breathing and lowering the left side are you talking about corrective movement exercises or are you talking about just like just moving your arms i mean what yeah i it's such a range. It's like our range of conditions in the body head to toe. My range is sometimes I need to just sit and see what's going on. Sometimes I need to lie flat and kind of assess and see what's going on um, and do some gentle floor movement. Um, other times I want to stand and kind of feel in my body where am I in, in my body and what is going on and just kind of 
you know, assess which thing is popping up today currently. So for an example, I also like you have a left side issue, which I heard you say that on your podcast. And I thought, wow, there's another commonality because of my left foot surgery. I also tore my patellar uh, tendon in my knee. Okay. I did that. I did that. Um, trying to be a cool skateboarding mom, and I fell. <laughs> I also um, broke my sacrum. I dislocated a joint in my hip, and so my sacrum um, at a young age, you know, as a uh, com- competitive figure skater. So throughout my life, I think I've had this, you know, whatever condition and torquing in my body going on from that, and not getting body work or just sitting on a donut is, you know, all they did back in the early seventies. Yes. There were, you know, there were no manual therapists or chiropractors or anything like that. Right. Mine out of start. We had to go to uh, the arts and crafts store. Actually it was, it was an actual store that actually had sewing machines and patterns and things like that. And we had to get styrofoam and I had to cut a circle and then another hole in it and glue them together. Oh, geez. Yeah. That was, that made me real popular in school. That oh, was, really- yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I did not have the foam. I had a red donut, <laughs> like an older, I, I think it probably came from my grandmother, to be honest. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, so you like me, because we did find out as well that, that, uh, and that, that's one thing I will bring up uh, about our illnesses is that you and I both have another commonality where as we had, you know, the broken sacrum. We had issues happening to our body. We were able to, you know, put our legs behind our head, things like that. But nothing really took us down until certain effects in our life. You know, for me, my pregnancy triggered it. For you, it was the issues with with your parents. And, and that's all, like, for another show. But am I right? Yeah, so it's kind of like I... You know, I first heard about Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome from a client in a Pilates studio, and she came in and was referred to me by my manual therapist who knew I was doing Pilates training. And watching her body and listening to her, I thought I have some similarities, but not to that degree. She was in her early 20s, a mom, and was preparing for uh, replacement joint surgery and plural and had mentioned she had been in a wheelchair as a teenager. They didn't know what else to do. Now she knows better and she had been working on strengthening. So researching that and finding out the bite and score and going down that path, I didn't feel at the time that I really fell into that category. I'm hypermobile. I have pain. I have pain throughout my body. I can't do half of the exercises in the Pilates studio, none of the upper body. I, you know, any upper body exercises were just causing more and more tension and pain. So I was really kind of confused with all of that. And I like to share just that part of it of feeling as though it can't be that, but then realizing all the other things when you compile them and um, all the other symptoms of dysautonomia or pot symptoms and mast cell symptoms were very mild for me, right. but yet cumulatively were really preventing me from going further. And yes, yeah, so there were, there were a lot of things that finally, when you put all those pieces together, as they say, if you can't connect the issues, look at the connective tissues. So for me, that was true. And once I researched it and got diagnosed, eventually I realized I do fall into that category and 
there were valid reasons why. Right. Wow. And I, I do. And I find that that's because I, I do. I hate that we all have to connect this way and that we all have to meet this way. But I find that each of us have a very significant way to each individual on how you came to your diagnosis and how it affected you in life. And I think that has a lot to do with how you handle it after you get that diagnosis. True. And I feel as though I've been a healer for um, like over 20 years, meaning I've taken many healing courses and really dive deep into how to heal the body using energy, um, all kinds of meditations, sitting for four or five hours um, per day sometimes doing meditation and variety of healing protocols, exercises, rituals, um, proper feng shui, cleaning, you know, all my chakras. And underneath all of that was just a very you know, really it was hyper being hypervigilant on an energetic level. Okay. So once I got to the point where I knew something was building, the tension, the pain, the fatigue was still building, even though I felt like I really knew how to heal so many different conditions. I wasn't understanding why I was having such pain and tension and fatigue building. So once I stopped all of that and said, I kind of need to research and look at things in a different way. My first area that I went to was the plant kingdom and just observing plants, going on nature walks, connecting to the plant kingdom, looking at herbs, identifying herbs that are naturally out. So here's another free way of bringing herbs into your life. You can go on a nature walk. You can learn how to collect um, what's out right now is mullen. Those are the large, giant green um, plants that come out. They have very fuzzy, soft um, leaves. And many um, herbalists will call it uh, nature's toilet paper. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Because it's so soft. The leaves are so soft and velvety. And now the yellow flowers that spike from the top of those are, is, are the mullen flowers. And those are really good if you have any kind of breathing issues, um, even just like a mild cough, congestion, any kind of a cold or flu things going on where you're having respira- upper respiratory um, difficulties, adding mullen to, you know, any kind of pleasantly tasting herb like chamomile, nettles, or um, passion flower whatever you have or you prefer to have, you can add just um, a half teaspoon, teaspoon to that, to a cup of water with your other herb. And that really is beneficial for breathing. Didn't know that. Okay. I'm right. I'm writing this down because I'm like, okay, that's what I need. Mullen. Okay. Because, oh, because I got to the toilet paper part and then I, I just skipped over and didn't get to the breathing part. Okay. Mm. So all right, so you've got got the plant. Okay, so and I think another really great uh, aspect that inspired me in being uh, studying herbology and an energy healer was just meditating on dandelion. Dandelion is one of the most resilient you many call weeds, and they try to kill them. Right? They don't want them in their yards, and everyone tries to kill them, and you dig them out. 
And I would say, please stop doing that and let the dandelions come back. Dandelions are so healthy for us. The roots are beneficial. I use that as an herbal coffee. You can dry the roots. You can pull them out of the ground, preferably in a non-pesticide or herbicide, you know, chemically sprayed yard. Um, and you can dry roast those and grind them if you want a little bit and add them to chicory or um, add a little. I've been adding pumpkin spice to mine, and that's a really good detoxer. It's a liver cleanser, and you can eat the the leaves with a little bit of garlic, and that will also help detox you, bring some other nutrients into your body, and it's free. So going out in my yard, when I dig them out because I don't want to see them, you're saying dig them out, shake off the roots, the dirt and everything, and bring them in and and cook them down? Just the, your literal dandelion. Correct. You can chop up the roots into little pieces and then put them, I put them in a little toaster oven because it's faster and I just do little batches at a time. I'm not collecting, you know, a pound. I'm just collecting a few in my yard <laughs> or I'll buy it, you know, or I'll, I'll buy it also. Um, and yeah, you can just roast it in the uh, toaster oven on a low setting, maybe 200 for five or so minutes. Just keep an eye on it. And when it starts to have like a roasted um, smell to it, you can let it cool and use that as an herbal coffee. Wow. Okay. And I put cream in it. I I rotate between my creams. I love half and half real cream, but my body doesn't. So sometimes I will cheat and have that or, you know, coconut cream, whatever cream you like to put in coffee, you can do that. Could I sprinkle it in my soda pop? <laughs> I don't know. That would be an interesting dandelion soda. I mean, they had, root beer, root beer, you know, came from roots, right? Right. And there's so, ginger ale. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, it all, it, I mean, and I mean, they put ice cream and root beer for root beer floats. Why not a dandelion? I could have a dandelion. True. That's right. There's a new one you create yourself. <laughs> I like that. The AWA zebra. Dan- yes, we've got dandelions by Mel coming soon. And then the AWA zebra dandelion float. There we go. And that's so, but that's so many things and that's for free. And I like that. So we're back to your morning where you've had your either caffeine or non-caffeinated beverage you Mm -hmm. let in all the air in the house you're breathing in the the healthy air unless it's too humid and we stopped at body work then Mm -hmm. so there's a variety of steps that i take depending on the day and i guess what would be interesting if you agree is to just kind of walk someone through what I would do if I were lying down or sitting and wanting to kind of release whatever was going on in my body. Yeah. Okay. If I, you know, guide through the steps and anyone listening, if they would like to um, listen to this next part while lying down, I'm going to do that. So I am, I am, I am. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Let's, this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so for anyone listening, if you're um, wanting to participate in this next part, or if you just simply want to listen first and play it back later, you can do that as well. You can lie in bed 
Um, you can lie on the floor, have some props with you. I love lots of props um, being hypermobile. It's great to have something underneath your knees or your pelvis underneath your head to make sure your head and neck are supported. Um, you can have nearby a small pillow or a rolled towel. And we'll try to add some different elements as we go through. There's a variety of ways that I um, release whatever is going on in my body. And just having props nearby is um, always great so you don't have to get back up. Or if you're sitting in a chair, you can also follow along just sitting in a chair. So first I would invite you to make sure you're in a comfortable place and feel safe in the room that you're in when you do this. And what I mean by that is for myself, when I was experiencing some trauma, um, some of the things that I would naturally do to heal myself didn't feel comfortable at the time. So anything that I say, um, if you're just not feeling happy to do so, then just skip that part. And next time, maybe if you're wanting to, then you can join that part. And whatever is making your body feel safe and comfortable, I would invite you to do that. If you want to be looking outside um, and looking at nature, if you have a supportive pet nearby, uh, whatever that you can allow yourself to visually look at, or if you prefer to close your eyes and just tune in internally, um, either is okay. It's just whatever you feel most safe and comfortable doing. Gotcha. So next, what I would invite everyone to do is just breathe naturally and observe your breath. And you can breathe in and out through your nose only, or you can breathe in through your nose and exhale through your mouth. Those are the two meditative breathing preferences. And does it matter if you're doing like the six seconds in, six seconds out, or you just want just natural, regular breathing? Natural, regular breathing. You can do those types. I've done all kinds of counting, and I, I do like that. Uh, for my body and from others that I've heard from, when you have so much internal tension, forcing your body to count in a controlled way may not be the best for you at the time. Yes, and yes. I so agree. I would say if you're relaxed and you're able to count in a relaxed breath without any tension in your body and you want to count, inhale five, hold for and pause, exhale five, as long as you're not building that internal tension, that's the key. Gotcha. Okay. Next, I would invite everyone to just imagine you're inside a brilliant divine healing chamber. Whatever comes to your mind when you hear those words, you're creating this. You're creating this healing chamber. You're inside. And all the tools and energy that you can invoke for are with you right now. This chamber can be egg-shaped. It can be diamond-shaped. However you want to form it, or whatever you want to bring to your imagination, your visualization is whatever works for you and whatever comes to your inspiration and your creativity. Now imagine that the bones in your body 
are floating in a sea of soft tissue held in a position by natural tension from your muscles and fascia. As you breathe, see if you can ebb and flow within this soft tissue and floating energy within the divine healing chamber. Visualize a brilliant divine white light, brilliant green, brilliant violent colors, as you can see within the aurora borealis, those brilliant, brilliant, vibrant colors. Imagine you are a small, tiny point within this brilliant healing energy and just breathe. Breathing within this divine light as you inhale, you're breathing in these brilliant colors. As you exhale, you're releasing out anything you want to let go of. That could be tension, unnecessary tension. It could be pain throughout your body. It could be emotional. As you breathe, inhale the brilliant, brilliant colors. Bring those into every 100 trillion cells in your body. We're cleansing and detoxifying every cell with your breath. On the exhale, releasing out any toxins that need to come out. Any stress, any fatigue. Just inhale and exhale out. As you release out, see those energies outside the divine healing chamber. They're outside of you. With every breath, you're breathing in and you're healing your body. And you're releasing out whatever ails you today, whatever condition is most prevalent today. Release out any stress, any tension, any anxiety. If you're feeling tense in your body as you breathe, if you notice as you're breathing and you're inhaling, you have restrictions or tension even in the breath. You can, if you're happy to do so, you can place your hands on your belly, feeling that natural rhythm of your breath. And see if you can feel your breath going into your hands at your belly button area. This is your navel chakra. As you're breathing naturally, release out anything that's restricting you from your natural breath. Whatever it is. Feel the support and the power of this brilliant energy coming into your body and releasing out any negative seals of alignment. You can do that with this energy and your intention and your visualization, just visualizing any negative fascial seals or adhesions 
are melting with every breath you take. You can visualize the internal container as you're breathing at your belly, at your navel chakra, internally. Allow this container to fill up and get stronger and healthier and lighter with every breath you take, releasing out any stress in this area. This is your digestive system. We're on top of intestines and close to the re reproductive system. So anything going on in this area, you're going to fill up with brilliant green, violet, divine light. If you're able to, you can bring your hands up a little bit higher to the diaphragm and see if you can now expand that container with your natural relaxed breath See if you can allow it to expand. Feel the weightiness in the back of your body if you're lying down or if you're leaning into a chair. See if you can feel the back of your body open and expand as you inhale. Any areas that are not touching the floor in the back of your body, see if you can feel that weightiness and gravity Allow yourself to drop down and sink into the floor, into the chair. As if you're melting and releasing any negative fascial seals or tension or pain, restrictions, whatever is going on. You can bring it to the diaphragm. Feel your diaphragm breathing in and absorbing this brilliant divine light, brilliant green, brilliant violet, healing anything that's restricting your diaphragm, release it out. This area is also the center of your solar plexus chakra and you can release out from your solar plexus any negative emotions, any anxiety, any stress or tension. As you breathe, just breathing in a relaxed breath as much as you can, release out whatever is going on there, release, let go, expand. Release out any emotions outside of you, outside of this divine healing chamber. See if you can breathe slowly in through your nose and bring that all the way up into the chest now. If you're feeling any tension in the chest, in your heart center, the center of your chest, see if you can allow it to release. You can place your hands there if you're happy to do so. Allow this brilliant color to come in. Brilliant green, brilliant violet, divine light. With every breath you take, 
feel it opening up your whole system. You can bring it into your lungs, healing your lungs, coming from your belly. If you're coming from your belly, this is diaphragmatic breathing and we're opening up and we're bringing this vitality, those vitality globules down into the lower lungs and filling up your lungs completely and fully with this brilliant energy. Release out any grief, any pain or tension within the lungs, within the respiratory system, and just see it being filled with this brilliant light of energy. Next, bring your awareness to the top of your head, to the center of the top of your head as a small point of light and breathe on this one point of light. We're opening up the crown chakra, bringing in divine light through your whole system. You have an internal invisible cord within your body. This internal line of light is your shashumna. and flood this whole line of light with divine light, green and violet, brilliant divine light. As you breathe, you can bring it into any system you want to heal. You can bring it into your whole muscular skeletal system, to your joints, to your fascia. Healing any part of your body. In the center of your hands are your palm chakras. You can bring it in to the palm chakras or to the soles of your feet. On the bottom center of your arch is your soul chakra. And you can visualize this brilliant green and violet with divine light going into your extremities. Even the tips of your fingers, tips of your toes. We're revitalizing and waking up your whole system. You can bring it to your circulatory system, your nervous system glandular system, excretory system. Allow any toxins to come out, out through your skin, cleansing even your bowels and your colon, allowing your digestive system to flow, your lymphatic system, allowing the toxins to move freely in your body and release out properly. This is your time for you and your time to heal whatever is ailing you today.
Bring your awareness back to your body. How are you feeling in your body and how is your body touching the floor or your mattress or your chair? Are you aware of any areas that are not touching the floor if you're lying down? See if you can breathe and release any areas of tension that are not touching the floor or the mattress or the chair. Feel the weightiness in your body and release out any remaining tension or bracing in these areas. I would invite you to slowly start to move your bones. Imagine that you're moving without using your muscles, without using your joints, without using your fascia, just your bones, tuning into your pelvis. See if you can move by just rolling your bones gently forward and back, whether you're lying down or sitting up. We're gently moving from our bones, gently back and forth, micro, micro movements. If you have low back tension, see if you can release any pain or tension in your whole spine, including the low back as you move. Allow your head to also move. Allow your whole body to move. As you're rolling and as you're moving, you can move into more of a whole body of your whole spine, moving forwards and backwards, coming from the pelvis, coming from the sacrum. Relax and breathe your whole spine, muscular skeletal system as you move, releasing any tension areas any painful areas. Can slowly move your head up and down as if you're moving with your nose, moving your head and bring your nose towards the ceiling. Micro movements, slowly moving down Allow the back of the neck to release and micro movements as long as you're happy to do so within your range of motion. If you have any condition, move only in what is safe for your body. See if you can feel the weightiness in the back of your neck, the back of your head and let any tension, strain, bracing, See if you can just breathe into the space, bring in the brilliant green violet, divine light, and release that out. It's releasing outside of you. Any worry, any fear about your condition, any symptoms you're having, release them out. You can continue moving your head slowly up and down if you're happy to do so. You can also move left and right slowly. 
very slow micro movements, breathing and releasing. Can you even do small circles with your nose? Very small micro movements, rotating as if you're drawing a circle on the wall straight ahead of you if you're sitting up or the ceiling if you're lying down. Very small micro movements, relax and breathe. Next, we're going to move our shoulders just a little bit to release any neck and shoulder tension. And we're only going to move from the elbows, whether you're sitting up or lying down. And it's important to move on your exhalation. When you take an inhale and on your exhalation, see if you can slowly micro movements, lift your elbows towards the ceiling allowing the back of your arms to drop either back into the mattress or the floor or if you're sitting up feel the weightiness in your joints dropping down slowly as you're lifting up taking inhale and exhaling when you move if you need to keep breathing as you're slowly moving pause on the inhale and exhale with movement Feel the skin on the back of your arms if you're lying down, releasing and dropping into the socket, the back part of your arms or shoulders. And you can bring them back down. And last movement we're going to do is just windshield wipers, what they call windshield wipers with your legs. If it's comfortable for you and you're happy to do so, bring your feet wider than your hips. If you're lying down on your back, you're going to be um, moving your knees back and forth. You can still do this just sitting up. I'm doing it as I'm sitting up. Just allow your knees to go towards the left with slow micro movements and control, not letting your legs just flop to the side with slow control movement, open up the left side. If you're wanting to, you can lift your left arm and really open and breathe into that whole left side. Bring that brilliant color in, brilliant white light, brilliant green, brilliant violet. Breathe that into your whole left side of the body. Release out any remaining tension. Whatever is going on on the left side, release out. On the exhalation, starting from your left hip, bring your body slowly back from the hip back to the flat back or back to the center if you're sitting up and then slowly rotate your legs to the left, opening up the right side of your body. You can even stretch, a tensegrity is to stretch with movement as you're moving your arm and opening up the side, 
just gently stretching and releasing any tension, pain with your breath, release it outside of you. Coming from the hip, slowly bring yourself back to center. And be aware of where you are now. How are you feeling in this moment? What has changed? And just notice if you're feeling lighter, if you're feeling happier, if your body feels brilliant inside, if you're seeing any colors, connect to those colors, connect to these feelings of feeling any lightness in your body, even if it's only a 5%, 10% improvement, just feel that improvement, connect to it. and offer gratitude to your body for the state that it's able to progress to. Gratitude to this energy, to yourself, whatever spiritual connection you have for the power of healing and the empowerment to heal yourself. And lastly, we're just going to shield. Imagine that this divine healing chamber has layers within that will help to shield your energy from any of those negativities that you've already released. You can use instructions and say, I withdraw, I isolate and I disconnect from them. They are no longer part of me. You can see them as strings of light and you can visualize cutting them. You can stay in a firm, they cannot return. I am happier, I am healthier, I am lighter, I am brighter, so it is. Happier, healthier, lighter, brighter, I am. And program these shields to be around you, to shield and protect you for the next week or more. They are stronger, and brighter than any of those negativities. They cannot return. So it is. And when you're ready, you can come back. How do you feel, Christine? Christ I'm sorry, Christine. Christine. <laughs> No, no, Christy's fine. No, Christine is a is a, a old old friend of mine. Christy is me, and wow, no, I didn't know we were going there. I tell you, I was, you know, my little place. It was like the TARDIS. You know, it was much bigger on the inside than it looked from the outside. And I really, I, I just, do you do that every morning? I do all kinds of variations. I usually just kind of invoke and I hit record and I record them. Sometimes for me, when I speak out then things just come to me spontaneously. Uh, also, I get inspired, as you mentioned earlier, by reading other um, other forms of information. This morning was rereading Tensegrity, and I wanted to speak about that. So I reread 
what is the definition of tensegrity and wanted to see how would I explain that. And through reading about it, I adapted what I had already written out and just put that kind of creativity into my meditation. So I would say my healing and my meditation evolves depending on what I'm learning and what I'm exposed to by studying nature. All sorts of inspiration will come and I just create meditations and healing routines depending on what's available. Wow. I mean, well, and like you said, all of this is doable. It's within your reach. It's for free. It's, it's a, a matter of doing what I think a lot of us don't do, which is take time for yourself to sit back and heal. So many people think that they have to be up and physically doing something in order to make a difference. But what you just spent the past 20 plus minutes doing, I guess, was just healing your body from within, correct? Correct. And, you know, obviously this is recorded and you can listen to this as many times as you want. Um, You can adapt it however you wish. I'm trying to introduce a variety of concepts that I believe to be safe to heal yourself and as you're going through that, you may see and get inspired in your own way and start to find different ways to heal yourself. I, I mean, I, I find that very interesting. And, and you know, you, you don't need to have a tool. You don't need to have a block. You don't need to have anything. You can have anything you want. Like you said, your pet. You can have your focal point as your pet. Uh, anything that you need just to bring you to kind of your happy place, your safe place. And it seems like that would be a wonderful way to, you know, kind of, you know, start off your day. Uh, because it, it seems like as if you're not breathing properly and everything isn't coming in evenly, you're, you're just, you're going to start your day off without, being well-grounded, I guess, without being prepared to take on everything that's going to come on during the day, I guess. Yes, I I have noticed on days that I don't do some sort of alignment and connection to myself. When things start coming in, you can start to, if you're very sensitive as I am to other people, you're, those those other things that happen during the day can kind of take over your energy or come into your energy and start to, you know, pull you in different directions. But when you're aligned and in your own energy and feeling safe in your own body and you can clear whatever level of clearing that you can do and learn how to breathe from the diaphragm, diaphragmatic breathing, and from the navel, one thing that I think is interesting is if you look at the Star Wars characters and the Jedis, they walk with a mudra at the navel. And you can find pictures of this if you Google it. They have a certain mudra that they hold at the navel, and that is a yogic technique. And, you know, yogis and monks will use that as a centering. The navel is a centering um, energy. And when you breathe from the diaphragm and you breathe from the navel, you can have more calm. Your emotions can be calmer. Your mind can be calmer. And 
when you're coming from your solar plexus, which is higher up at the diaphragm, and when you're feeling so much that we feel as, you know, EDS, hypermobile, we have so many different things going on, those can kind of take over. And so if you get into a practice where you're releasing that out and bringing your awareness more to the navel, you can kind of change that dynamic so that if you're preparing for a doctor visit or a PT or whatever, and you've had difficulty and they're not hearing you and all these complications that we have when we have appointments, the building of anxiety and stress, the building of any trauma and having to retell your story again and again and not get results. All of these things compile, compile day after day. And so making this a daily practice as if you're brushing your teeth every day or getting fresh air every day, grounding yourself outside every day, whatever works for you to get you into as a as much of a neutral place. So you kind of have a clean slate every day and hoping that and putting the intention in there that you can make that progress. You can feel less pain. You can get stronger and setting your intentions every day. I feel can really make a difference. Oh no, most definitely. And you hit on, on quite a few things. I, I consider the people that you speak of like energy vampires. They drain you of mm-hmm. the, what part of you, you have left to give. And that I think makes us become leery of being around some people because you don't want to give what energy you have left to somebody that is going to take you away from your family. And when you speak of telling your story over and over again and and not being believed and the fight that you have to go through just to be heard, and that's with your doctors, your practitioners, that takes a lot out of you. So I can totally see what you're referring to and and what you mean by by starting your day with this, and it, it makes a lot of sense. And I sincerely appreciate you coming. I, I didn't expect that. That was wonderful because I mean I just was lying right down, just just doing everything as you said. And I appreciate you giving your time and sharing it here with with the listeners because that's my intent is to share things that individuals don't have to pay for that they can't go out and get and i i thank you for taking the time to do it on day wall zebra i appreciate it i'm i'm so happy to be here and i'm so happy to share anything that i've done that i can share with other people and i would add one more thing with this is if anyone is studying um natural cures or want to get their hands on an herb and can't do so for a variety of reasons um adding to this meditation And what I meant by that earlier, as we were speaking, is I would invoke for those properties of the plant. So for, as an example, dandelion, if you didn't have any and it's wintertime and there aren't any dandelions and you can't buy it, you can just invoke for those properties, the green medicinals and the invisible healing medicinals that are in dandelion and bring that into your meditation. It sounds a little out there, I know. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't. It's funny when you always, when you like, when you're talking about invoking, of course, you know, I go, I think of charmed and I think of them going, I invoke the power. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I do, I, I'm a, you know, that's my little thing. And I'm like, Oh, I invoke thee. So no, it, it, it's not out there. It, it honestly, you know, 
I'd rather hear that than, here you go, Christy. Here's another pill that I don't know if it's going to work or not. It's probably going to cause constipation, muscle twitches, Mm -hmm. uh, all the things that you already have, but let's compound it. Let's try this pill and I'll see you in three months. So, you know, Mm -hmm. no, this, this, this was great. And I, I want to take the time. I I tell you, uh, Mel Gurry, I, I am so happy that you commented on my post and I'm so happy that we connected and I sincerely appreciate you taking the time to join us and especially to share that with us. I, I mean, I really, I, I didn't expect that. And that's, that's super cool. And I, I appreciate it. And I hope that, you know, you'll come back on because I know that there's so much more that you can share with us that I know would, you know, it would help so many people. That's, that's my goal is that I know that there is someone out there that's perhaps gone through something you have, and it would be great to know how you handle that situation. And so you can help someone else. So I hope you're willing to come back on. Sure. I would love to. Outstanding. Well, thank you for coming on the show today. Uh, and I look forward to having you back on soon. Thank you so much, Christy. Thank you, Mel. This is Christy Lynn Hanchi. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. I hope your pain is minimal, and I'll look forward to being with you tomorrow. AWOL Zebra, have a lovely day.